This is going to be such a show. I have to take my meds before we even start. Look. We'll just edit that part out. Oh, yeah. Um, so Stephanie lost a bet. She had to give up her booty hole. And I just, <laughs> I told her no. I was going to, I told her, yeah, one day I'm going to come home. And if I have a bottle of lube, you know what's up. So we're going to keep that. And by bottle, you mean gallon. A gallon of lube. Here you go, <laughs> Stephanie. What was the bet? Um, my dad, he bought a, uh, a new Explorer and she argued up and down that it was a high, uh, what was that? A fucking Range Rover or some shit? Cause they look, do look similar. Okay. And, uh, she's like, yeah, they're, they're, it's a cop car. It's a Range Rover. I was like, Stephanie, the cop vehicles are Explorers. She's like, no, they're Range Rovers. I was like, well, I'll bet you $10 and your butthole. <laughs> and she was like, well. I was like, what do you want? I was like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. I don't care. She's like, sure, whatever. <laughs> so we called my dad cash cab style and he was like, no, it's a fucking explorer. <laughs> oh, I like the fact that it was, it's tied into $10. $10. The, bar- <laughs> the bargain basement variety. Of so it. she has to give me $10, which is going to go towards the lube. <laughs> oh my gosh. She has to give me money for her own asshole's destruction. So, so. <laughs> you want to talk about insult to injury, you have to pay for it. That's right. As you pay for it, you're going to pay for it. So you can you can go cheap and spend $10 on this bottle of lube, or you can go expensive. I'm going to let her pick it out pay for it. Well, just like so many other things in life, that's one time you don't want to go cheap. No. You want to make sure you get the right stuff. Well, I guess that's as good of a place to start as any. I swear, our openings of these episodes get weirder and weirder every single time that we do a show. My gosh. Well, we're back. I think. I don't know. It's episode 16 of Apex Live. I'm Brad. That's Steve. Hello. Steve is back from his adventure on the West Coast, dealing with the Los Angelinos in the greater Van Nuys and Los Angeles County area. We got a lot of stuff to do tonight. We have a listener commentary that has been sent in. Steve's going to offer some advice. A Steve Randolph advice column should terrify all of you. And, well... You know, West Virginia's 5-0 on the college football season. We're recording this after the win over Kansas yesterday. But there have been other things happening in this college football season. So, yes, it may be time for yet another Virginia Tech update. Those people keep you busy wherever, whenever, and however you may be listening. It's episode 16 of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Settle in. It should be fun tonight. Oh, my Lord. Steve, how you doing, sir? Oh, pretty good, man. How about you? Well, I'm exhausted emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically and in pretty much every other way. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay because I'm rebuilding and rebuilding is important. The Braves are in the playoffs right now. 
In fact, they're playing game three of the playoffs and their playoff series right now. And I'm not watching the game because baseball has been stolen from me in the, in the course of these last three or four months of pure hell of the stolen summer. Hashtag stolen summer. But things are starting to get better, and that's okay. But the main thing is my podcast co-host is back from the West Coast and, and all of that nonsense. You don't sound like you're speaking into a bucket like you did no, for I the don't. last episode because that sucked. Yeah, it was, uh, you'd think you'd have, you know, pretty good Wi-Fi in a, you know, fucking metropolis like that. Well, that's what I was thinking. How can, how can you have a phone connection that sounds like it's the 1960s and it's the Andy Griffith show and you've got to turn the little crank and talk into the thing that hangs on the wall and you're in a, you're in an area with nine million human beings and that's the best that you can get. I think that's, was the problem is the pull. There's too many people for what they have, so. That's just terrible. All of it sucks. But we've got a lot of things going on. We have a lot of good things going on. And we have a lot of show things going on. So let's get a little business out of the way right off the bat. I'm guessing you're probably still listening to us through the website, apexlive.fireside.fm. We have a lot of people who listen through the podcast applications, things like Podcast Addict. That's what I like because I literally am a podcast addict. And you can find the RSS feed. Uh, to plug into Podcast Addict on the website. Now, if you listen to the last episode, which I hope you did if you're listening to this one, you also know that we're also available now on iTunes and Spotify. So if you're listening through both of those services, either of them, whatever, thank you for listening to us through those. Leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. It helps us out a lot, and we're very appreciative for that. If you want to be part of the show, send us an email, apexlivepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to suggest a guest, if you want to be a guest, if you want to send us hate mail, which, you know, I, I totally understand if you do, but it's not going to phase us. Like we always say, keep listening. We'll probably offend you again. Just be a part of the show. Send us commentary and we'll really enjoy that. We have a listener commentary to play for you tonight. I don't know what it's about. I have no idea. I know who it's from, but I don't know what it's about. So that should be fun. And I know, Steve, you listen, you always look forward to having our listeners send commentary in so you can either agree with it or vehemently deny it and hate it and rip it to shreds. Yeah, that's, uh, I enjoy that a so, lot. So tell me your, your final thoughts on California since you got everything wrapped up. You don't have to go back, do you? Um, not in the foreseeable future. Okay. No. Well, thank God for that. So we, we clarified you went to Walmart <laughs> because I guess it's just reflex. If you're, if you're, um, person from the southern united states and you go anywhere you automatically look for the walmart so you went you, you ended up there and it was the people were nice but the layout was terrible you got to go to the la brea tar pits that was pretty cool okay yeah. did you ever end up getting to go to what was the beach you were going to go to um i was going to venice but was I, venice? I never went well of course not I had lazy uh, co-workers that just stayed in their fucking hotel rooms all the time so and these are people from what were most of them from the east they're all from uh, clarksburg Okay, so all of them are from Clarksburg. They all get to f- get flown and get paid to go to California. Mm-hmm. You're in the L.A. area, and they choose on their own, yeah, we're not going to go anywhere. We're just going to sit in our rooms and do nothing. How one, do you not go explore? One was a jet engine mechanic, so they had traveled quite a bit. Uh, the other fellow, he was previous military, so he was in the Navy. He lived in San Diego for a little while. So. Well, I mean, I get that, but still, I mean, most of them, though, yeah, you're, you're you're looking for experiential things and the chance to go see the rest of your country. And I understand there are a lot of people who love to travel. I've got a lot of close friends that love traveling and going out of the country. 
but we still have a whole country here that you haven't seen. So when you get the chance to go see parts mm-hmm. of it, go see parts of it and have fun. Two places I want to go, I didn't go. Slab City and Skid Row. <laughs> I wanted to check that both of them out, but okay, I didn't get to Okay, go. explain those two to me, because they don't they they don't immediately Skid speak Ro- to me. Skid Row is like... All I hear whenever you say Skid Row, I think, <laughs> is it Skid Row Records? No, Skid Row is like... Um, they they were a band at one time. They I thought it was, I knew it was a band or a record label. I couldn't remember which one they were. Um, well, it's kind of like a down down out place. Like it, you know, you hit rock bottom. You're you're in Skid Row. Well, and, and I know right? the euphemism. So that you didn't actually go, comes. You, you from didn't want to go there. It actually comes from that's a it's a town in Los Angeles that I I never really looked for. Okay, well, I didn't go to Compton. I didn't go to a couple other places either. Steve, for the love of God, please don't go to Compton. I was thinking about going to those places, but I didn't go. Um, so did you want to go to Compton just so you could then leave and say that when I everyone asked Compton. where you would just been? You said, "Well, I'm straight out of Compton." Straight out, straight out of Compton. I just came from there. Um, the other one, uh, Slab City, is kind of like a uh, artist type refuge or whatever. Homeless people, anybody can live out there. It's just a place in the desert where you go. There's not necessarily any rules, and it's a community. It's kind of cool. What's this place called? It's called. Um, well, I just said it. CT kicked in. Um, it did for me too. Huh? It did for me too. Because as soon as you mentioned the concept of this, and it's apparently anarchy and well, it pretty much is it's, just, it's out in the desert pretty much um but it's wow. called slab city slab it's uh, city. you can check it out vice has a couple of different um documentaries on there's a couple other you know people that do documentaries on as well but it seems pretty cool that's weird yeah people actually go out there to die and stuff like that it's pretty cool that is so, people go out, okay, there, go out there to, to die. die it's pretty cool it's kind of it's off the grid, really. Pretty much is what it is, and there's no set boundaries or rules for this society. I mean, it's basically don't hurt people is what it is. Well, you know that things have basically gone insane when you hear about a place like that, and you hear about the purpose of a place like that, and your first reaction is, "Well, I've got to go." I wanted to go, I but I just didn't go. go. I I just I don't know why I ended up getting sick there. I feel like shit. I don't know if it was the water or whatever. But no, you let everybody know why you got sick. It was the airborne AIDS. It was airborne AIDS. <laughs> everybody, I think I was pissing people off. They're like, stop talking about AIDS. Like, it's not funny. Yeah, but it is so. funny because it's a problem that you people, and you always have to say you people, yeah. it's a problem that you people have here. We don't have as much of that back here because no. generally speaking, we know how to wrap it up and we try not to share needles too much unless you're in Huntington. Oh, Beck looks pretty bad about that, too. Well, like, well, hillbilly knowledge of our how city, to use drugs is pretty bad. Our city is starting to devolve more and more and more into those things. And it's just, for me, it's another example of the thing that has been said so many times in the criminal justice world. And it's absolute truth. The more and more you experience it and the, the older you get and you see it, you don't ever, ever, not ever stop crime. No, no, I mean, you can detect it. What you do is you relocate crime. It is what it is. If it looks like you've stopped crime, what you've done is you flushed them out and sent them somewhere else. And nobody notices it yet. Yeah. yeah. And all of the stuff that starts, generally speaking, they've, I think, traced this in a large way. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the stuff that originates in the Detroit area. It's all coming here now. It gets flushed out. And from there, it went to like like Columbus and Cincinnati. And when it got flushed out of there, it went into the Huntington area and then into the Charleston area and then to here. And the question for me has always been, well, what happens when you flush it out of the rural areas and the you know the suburban areas of the suburbs? Mm-hmm. What happens when it gets flushed out of there? And it was that question for me mm-hmm. 
that led me to write the novel the first time around, which is kind of based on this drug trafficking operation with the cops running protection for them in a little small town area that's outside of a town that's really not all that big. But it's okay. What happens when it gets flushed out of an area that's not very big? Are they going to decide to go to a place where it's if you see it, you're going you're to know what it is, but there's nobody there to really pay attention. So you just got to have to control a little small amount of people who are trying to control you. Mm-hmm. Or is it going to revert? And when it gets flushed out of there, are they going to try to then kind of go the other direction and go back to the big area? I, I, I think it'd be more going back to a big area, pretty much unknown. The way that it is now, that's what I would think. I yeah. would think that if you went from... Detroit to Columbus to Huntington to Charleston to Beckley or whatever. I would think the next move would not be to go into some little small town with a hick sheriff and two deputies. It's it just would, expansion. Is what it, it, it is. would be. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else and let's go to a, a larger area. And let's instead of going back to Detroit, let's go to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go to Chicago and be the new kid in town. Which Milwaukee's a shithole, but be so. hidden. You know. All right, I went to Milwaukee. This was. <laughs> I didn't go last. It wasn't last year. I guess it was 2016 when I went to Milwaukee. And it was the places I went. I went downtown one night Mm -hmm. and ate. But I stayed outside of Milwaukee in a a little suburb called Germantown. Germantown. The the suburb was great. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful out there. And it, it was clean. It was quiet. Germantown. Access to everything. The restaurants that I wanted to go to were mostly in Milwaukee. So it was a clear shot, 20 minutes straight in, Mm -hmm. get off the exit, go over there, and it's fine. But then to navigate between two of the spots, I had to kind of go through some of the outside parts of Milwaukee that weren't immediately downtown. And I thought, you know, I think I may just blow through these stop signs and ignore the red lights. I don't want any part of this. Mm -hmm. And that happened without me stopping to realize, look, this is Milwaukee. This isn't even one of the major metros that is notorious for sucking, like New York and Chicago and Miami and L.A., which you had to deal with but didn't really, really seriously have to deal with, thankfully. You know, you didn't have to go to West L.A. and have to deal with all the craziness. But knowing that it's that way, it just makes me so much more thankful to live in an area that... Look, we've got our problems. Believe me, I'm not. I'm you can not stay crazy. away from it, though. You don't have. I mean, if you seek it, then you're going to have it. But yes. if you stay away from it, you're fine. But in large areas, it will find you. You'll be right in the middle of that with, shit. With the numbers, the numbers are just working against you so badly, and I don't want any part of that. That stuff sucks. And I know that sounds like such a backwards way to be anymore, but I think the more the older you get, and the more that you deal with incidents and with people it makes you want to come back to to settings like the ones that we live in Mm -hmm. why would you want to go to a place that is either a large metro area i couldn't imagine living there in an area like that i couldn't imagine actually life yes at a slow pace no i mean you can't breathe there large metro areas suck and the other places that suck are are tourist cities yeah. There's no, nowhere worse to live than a large metro or a tourist city. Because if you live in a tourist city, unless you work and live in a business that specifically sells and caters to tourists, mm-hmm. your life is going to be misery. There is no reason to ever do it. Well, that's why L.A. is a tourist city. 
Yeah, it is. That's what people don't realize. You have so many things that are just bottled up in one area. I now, mean, it's see, now more, that's an interesting concept, though. LA, I talked to a lot of locals that were like, we don't even do anything on the weekends. We LA do has, things on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Because of tourists. You can't. Yeah, they don't want to be around tourists. They can't stand it. L.A. has this amazing ability just, and this is me looking at it, obviously, from a distance. It has this ability to be a tourist city but still be a metro. Chicago is a place where everybody lives, and you do get, obviously, tourists who travel in and do a lot of things, but it doesn't have that reputation of being this mecca of where everybody wants to go. New York is enormous and has 9 million people in 11 square blocks. Yeah, it's too many but people. It's, but it's built for that. Yeah. L.A. Is cl- was clearly never designed to be this until Hollywood became what it became, and then everyone... A, wants to run there and visit, or B, wants to run there and be a star. Yeah. Because all of the people around you refuse to have the guts to tell you that you have no talent and you're a moron. Yeah, it's, I never, I don't think I ran into anybody like that. Um, A lot of the local people that I met, I really liked them. You know, they were actually really down to earth, extremely actually nice people. Right. It was kind of weird, like. I met bigger assholes here, sure, than I did in L.A. You know, what I mean? but don't does it make you think maybe that those were people who had relocated out there and have become locals? They're not really from there. No, they were. I talked to them, and I mean, we actually got to the point. You know, I, I'm a conversationalist like that. You know, sure. I, when I meet somebody, they're not a stranger to me. So well, that's why we have a show. We talk. I mean, I'd got into detail of like where they actually were from and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, and they actually were from the area. That's interesting. You know, so. Well, I think the the fact that so many people go out there and the first thing they want to do, I want to go out there and I want to I want to be an actor or I want to be an entertainer and all those things. That attitude doesn't anybody want to do that because it's the most lazy existence. Oh, it's the easiest job in the world. I but love to listening. get there. You got to do a lot of fucked up stuff more than likely. Well, and that's why that's kind of where Me I too. was. That's kind of where I was headed yeah. with this is that it's part of the the whole agreement. Either you sell your soul or you suck a dick. I mean, that's. <laughs> We can't make that the episode title. It is what it is. There's a reason why the place that makes all of the mainstream entertainment is also the place that makes all of the pornography. Yeah, I mean, I was there right there. There's a reason why that's the case. It's because you go out there to try to make one, and you end up making the other one so you can have food. It's your fallback. (laughs) Well, I didn't get in the movie. I guess I'm going to have to pay the rent, right? Yeah, you want to fall back to something, so you have to fall onto something. Yeah, you got to fall on it. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> that's awful well we'll just segue straight from that into and oh what are we getting ourselves into my phone is going absolutely insane at the vegan restaurants there oh my god oh, don't they, even go dude i'm down telling this you road. there was a vietnamese place that i you couldn't i couldn't even tell the difference it was good. Okay, so did they play nothing but soccer on the television all the time? They didn't and play were there anything. People, were there people doing CrossFit out in the parking lot? Their restaurant seating area was as big as this kitchen. Really? Uh, twice. The, twice the size. That's it. Wow. It, I mean, it was. I thought it would be bigger, but I mean, it was actually pretty good. Well, you know me. That's the first thing that I want to do. If I go anywhere, half the time I take trips. Oh, it's food. For, it was food oriented. Most of my journeys were. Most that. of my trips are about food. But it, even if I go somewhere for something else, what's the first thing I always do? I'm going to find the restaurants. I'm going oh, to yeah, find stuff to go to. And that. All right. I, I, this is this is a story I've told privately to people, but I've never said it on the podcast because there really wasn't a reason to. But it's one of my favorite stories about someone that you just want to hit them whenever you see somebody do it. And these are some friends of my family. 
who have been friends of my family for decades. And this particular crew has had several instances that just made me want to pull my hair out because of the stupidity of what they've done. Mm. Uh, but this is one that kind of fits into what we're talking about. If you're from West Virginia, you have to make the pilgrimage to Myrtle Beach at least once in your once in your life. But these are people who would go several times. I did that by proxy. I never went on my own, but I was a child drugged to... Well, they all went. 50%. This is when I was a little kid, and the adults went down there mm-hmm. all together you know, for a nice, fun four or five days, whatever. So... They go down there. You're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Now, I understand that Myrtle Beach is what it is, but it has its redeeming qualities. I enjoy going to Myrtle Beach for a few days to get away from things. So they go down there. You know, you're surrounded by restaurants from little dive bars and places. Thanks to check out local things. Right. And yeah. now you've got some hipsterish places where you're, you're going to hate the people, but you're going to love the food. Yeah. And then your restaurants got, are usually pretty fucking good. And you've got a bunch of buffets and you've got a bunch of steakhouses and barbecue smokehouses because you're in South Carolina. And then you'll have some upscale places. And of course, you're at the beach. So you're going to have a lot of seafood, right? Yeah. You're, you know, you're going to have a lot of really good seafood. You should so where do these water-headed morons go to eat, you ask? McDonald's. Worse. <laughs> I'm going to test the proximity effect of this microphone just to make my point clear. Okay. You ready? They went to Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You went to a friggin' beach, and you went to Long John Silver's. <laughs> The only re- <laughs> the only reason that there should be a Long John Silver's at the beach should be as a screening process for actual restaurants where you go in and order and they have somebody throw you out like jazz in an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They just pick you up and throw you out the door. D- uh, how idiotic. That shouldn't even that? be allowed there. That's that should my- be a proximity of that place like that's my point. like 100 miles from any beach. That's my point. And the other landlocked seafood. And and there are two, there are two chain restaurants that are seafood based that are nationally, nationally red lobster or whatever. Well, that are that are kind of that format. There's Long John Silver's and there's Captain D's. Yeah, Captain D's. You didn't even go to the better one of the two. You didn't even go to Captain D's. You went to Long John Silver's. (laughs) I still can't get over that. Shit's great. (laughs) That makes my head hurt. Oh, my God, it makes my head hurt. So, you know what? Let's just let me take a break from that. Fucking hush puppies, man. <laughs> Captain D's has excellent hush puppies. Okay. Like some ones. of my favorite hush puppies are from Captain D's. Hey, shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. We don't I'll, make hush puppies. We shut the fuck up, dogs. Uh, what in the world? That is an aggressive menu that you have at, at Casa de Steve. <laughs> Can I, I will some? shut the fuck up, dogs, please. Uh, my lord, I will make one food confession that is Captain D's related. They recently had lobster feast, okay, and they had like two, now think about the price on this: two lobster rolls for three sixty nine, and they had like lobster bisque. And I thought, okay, it's Captain D's. How it, it's not? It, it might be great, might suck. I don't know. 
I got so hooked on the lobster rolls and the lobster biscuit, Captain D's. They had lobster feast for probably two months. I bet I was there 25 times. There's more lobster and imitation crab meat than that shit. I can't fucking see. I know, but it was great. <laughs> they, they threw all the just, just enough like MSG and shit. They're like, bam! Loved it. I'm sure it tastes good. I'm, it, I'm sure it, it does. It was fantastic, and I know full well how stupid that is as a food-loving person. <laughs> but it tastes good, though, right? Right. That's so it. I go down there the other day, and lobster feast is, has been replaced by catfish fest or whatever and i'm so pissed off and i go through but the it drive tasted through, the same and i go <laughs> i didn't eat so i coast through the drive like through i look over though. the lobster rolls are still there yeah. so i'm like all right lobster feast is over my lobster rolls are still there That's so right. i can still enjoy this until their supply you're the only out. one that kept that shit running like 25 more dollars and we're keeping it i guarantee you that's <laughs> what it was the reason why it was supposed to be 30 days and they kept it for like 60 or 75 what if that guy's gonna come back if i had not gone for two weeks they would have sent someone to my house and said are you are you okay first of all was it our food that made you stop coming no Okay, well, is everything all right? We just want to we want to send you a card. It's like when Ferris Bueller gets sick in the movie, and all of the teachers get together and send him flowers and send him the nurse gram to tell him they hope he's feeling better. I know you do. I know you do. So let's just uh, let's take a mental break from that for a moment, and let's take a listen to our listener commentary, which has been sent in by our good friend. Well, he'll introduce himself. So. And I don't know who the fuck this you, is. You don't know who it is. I, I do know, but I don't know. You know you know them. You don't know who it is. I know who it is, but I've not listened do to Do I know it. them? You know them. But I don't know who it is. You That's don't know right. who it is. Exactly. Yeah. And I've not listened to Who's it. Who's on first? It's apparently fairly lengthy. I've not listened to it. So let's see what they have to it's say. It's fucking Slocum. It's not Slocum. It's but uh, teddy bear then. I have, I have a feeling that Slocum will probably send something in at some point, too. Let's take a listen to our listener commentary. Hey guys, welcome to the new pop-up segment, Super Random, Talking with the Teddy Bear. I'm going to go over a couple things that I think are pretty interesting and are effing the world up pretty good, and just, I'm only going to take a few minutes, let you guys weigh in on it after, and then I also have a question for the both of you at the very end of this. But you don't get any hints to what it is, and it's going to be completely unrelated to the topic. But first... That scares me. I just wanted to touch on how feminism, modern feminism, is ruining the mindset of young women and the lives of adolescent boys and young boys being raised by women with this mindset. This is going to be good. It is just ridiculous. First off, did I mention it's ridiculous? <laughs> just absolutely mind-boggling. I'll give you an example. I think he's drunk. The school, I think it was in New Jersey. <laughs> Sounds like it. New on their Jersey. wall, put... The more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. That's true. Okay. That seems I simple. don't see a problem with that. Me? No, not at all. It's saying, treat others how you would like to be treated. You gotta cup the balls. Apparently, in the mind of these modern-day feminists, it's saying, 
if you don't act like a lady, he's going to take that as an excuse to rape you. Like, where the fuck do you get that from? Huh? If a guy's going to rape you, he's going to rape you. It doesn't matter how you act. You could be the most ladylike woman in the world. And if he has it in his mind, he's going to rape you. He's going to rape you. You know why he's going to rape you? Because he was probably raised by a feminist bitch. It was a little bit rough. Hate fucking. But I'm just saying. I'm tired. Feminists are blaming the rape culture in this country on entitled white males. Which I don't even know how the white part comes in or the entitled part. The males that grow up to be rapists in this country are the ones that are raised by women and abusive fathers that don't let them show emotion, tell them to man up, toughen up, don't be a sissy, men don't cry, and just completely ignored, basically. They have to keep their emotions pent up, so they take all this anger and all this rage, and it just develops into this storm inside. And keeps developing, keeps developing. And I'm not saying everybody that has a rough childhood grows up being a rapist, because I had a pretty rough childhood, and I don't think I'm a rapist. Okay? Don't think. Because according to Ohio, if you are married, and you incapacitate, incapacitate, fuck, I can't say this word. Incapacitate. Is that it? Incapacitate incapacitate that just doesn't sound right it's right. basically if you drug your wife and she's unconscious it's correct or you have right. sex with her that is not correct. rape if you don't believe me look it up fart rape okay all the time I look do that. that shit up and i know this because i was on facebook and somebody posted a thing about donald trump and they were like things he's been accused of raping his wife and i thought i had it on good authority brad it's a mutual friend of ours she's a cop told me that his name's not brad i was talking to brad but brad brad told me that you cannot rape your wife you can only get gross sexual imposition and we were just shooting the shit when this was brought up i'm no i'm nowhere close to being a rapist i'm nowhere close to I i like to joke about shit but I would never do that to my wife because I don't know where to find the drugs. But (laughs) anyway, I had it on good authority that that was you couldn't rape your wife. You could only get her a sexual position because this was a source that I trusted very much. Brad knows him. I'm not going to say his name on the podcast because he'll probably come on sometime later. And I don't want people to associate him with giving me bad information. But anyway, on Facebook, this kid posted a thing about Donald Trump, things he's been accused of raping his wife. I said, you can't rape your wife. It's gross sexual imposition. And all hell broke loose. Within like five minutes, there was a hundred replies to my comment. And I mean, it just got nasty fast. It was not like... People just completely, oh, that's what a rapist would say. You must be a rapist. What in the John Deere tractor confederate flag waving da-da-da-da shit is this? And that was a, that was a female that said that. That's and right. what pissed me off is someone else like commented on her thing 
And she's like, yeah, I don't have a problem calling out scum. When I see it, I call it how it is. Good God. So I called back to her. I was like, bitch, how the fuck do you know that I'm scum? Like, because you've never had bad information before in your life. I have one piece of bad information, and I don't even get to explain myself. I'm automatically scum, and you're going around proud of yourself, puffing your chest out. In our current society? Yeah. somebody on the internet. You're a fucking piece of shit. Correct. Sorry <laughs> again for the language. No, I'm you're getting, right. You're fucking right. Up. And I'm completely off. Completely off. That's what this new segment is. Talking with the teddy bear. You're probably not going to learn a single thing in this segment at all. Didn't expect to. But it'll be fun. Harsh. But anyway. Let them in. So, yeah. I'm not sure where I was going with this. But in Ohio, you can legally rape your wife if you incapacitate her. There it is, incapacitate. If you incapacitate her first. So, like, if you drug your wife, knock her out, have sex with her while she's unconscious, it's not rape. It only works if it is your wife. If it's not your wife, that is 100% rape. Phrasing. Rape is rape. But anyway, yeah, the feminists in this country are just completely, completely obliterating young female mindsets. Like... Since when it is okay to wear vaginas on your head and march around the Capitol? Freedom That's of expression. Not okay. It is a. It is okay. That's, it's just not. It is. Tough. And um, another thing is they like to do the whole thing. It shouldn't matter how I dress. I should be treated like a lady. I should get a wear something with my titties hanging out and. Not be called a slut. I'm sorry. If you act like a slut, you're probably going to be called a slut. If you fuck 500 dudes, you're probably be going, going to be called a slut. Not a strong, independent woman that can get any man she wants. I'm sorry. That's not how society works. If a man does that, I guarantee every single female will call him a man whore. Will his buddies call him a king? Probably. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Because he is a king. But don't act like ladies in your eyes. You wouldn't see him as a man whore. So how can you expect a dude to want you to do the same thing? Expect a dude to look at you with respect when you know damn well you're not going to look at a dude with respect. I mean, it's just the modern feminist just is not in touch with reality at all. It's just, it's crazy. They want this all, this me, 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 we're equals, we're this, we're that. But the minute you try to voice your opinion, oh, you're wrong, don't tell me my opinion. Don't tell me what can offend me and not offend me. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was voicing my opinion. Just like you were voicing your opinion. I didn't realize we were only allowed to voice our opinion if it was an opinion that agreed with your opinion. Welcome to liberalism, dude. It's just, it's retarded. That's liberalism. It's absolutely retarded. Oh, you can't use that word either, Justin. They say can't beat your ass, though, so it's okay. I'm pretty sure you guys aren't going to be able to keep track of this at all. I'm way out in left field now. Imagine that. But right field just, actually. It's ruining everything. Like <laughs> look at the movies. You cannot find a solid strong male role model in movies anymore. Good point. Because the feminists are taking over Hollywood and they're pushing all these strong witty female leads and the male leads are usually like 
a dopey, I don't know the word for it. I'm really tired right now. The dopey, um. Tired of drinking beer. Just whatever. You'll, you'll help me out, Brad, when you hear this. You'll understand what I'm saying. That the men are just looked down upon and the children are running wild and it's just, yeah. He's and right. Again, That's a good point. I understand. I try not to watch movies. Talking with the teddy bear now. has taken a giant left turn. That's why I like twenty. But now, <laughs> after go. all that, this is going to get bad. Rambling. That was like ten minutes of rambling, and I'm pretty sure I said absolutely nothing. He said he has a question for us, so we got to listen. We're going to get uh, to this. Okay. Well, we've been listening. I'm to ask you guys a question. Still. When the fuck did my screen crash? I don't 2000. know. I don't know when your screen Holy cracked. Shit. That's not the question, Justin. Oh, is it? That's not a screen. Oh, my screen's not cracked. Is the picture I'm looking at? There's a there's a line going across the back of my Water. son's back. But it's the power line behind him in the picture. But, alright, this question is for Steve. I have one for Steve. Brad can answer it too. And then I have one for Brad. Oh, And no. Steve can answer it too. This is going to get But bad. this is my question for Steve. It's not a would you rather. It's a who do you think. Who do you think, and I'm not saying you have to get it. I'm just saying. Who do you think gives the better blowjob? Rachel Ray or I can't think of her name now. Fuck. I was, what is her name? Giada? Hmm. That'd be a good question. Damn it. Where did, oh, um, is it Paula Dean? Oh my God. Rachel Justin. Ray or Paula Dean? <laughs> I think it's Paula Dean. Paula Dean for sure. She's not on a diet, so yeah. We'll answer those yeah, in a second. I, I, I gotta hear what Paula his question Dean. is. Hang oh, on. Oh my god, he's gonna look it up. Let me look this up. Real I, quick. I thought it was gonna be Rachel Ray or Giada. Who's Giada? De Laurentiis, another celebrity chef. I'm pretty sure it's Paula Dean, though. Her, the one that had the like the big scandal. Skinny, brunette. Yep, that's the one. Paula. Not Papa, stupid autocorrect. Paula. <laughs> Papa Dean. Not Polka. Fuck. <laughs> Paula. There Polka, we go. Polka Dean. Yeah, it's Paula Dean. I like listening to his Who do you think gives the better blowjob? Rachel Ray or Paula Dean? Okay. I'll answer it. You and can answer it. And then my question for Brad. Oh, God. My question for Brad is a would you rather... Oh, no. Would you rather have sex, show intercourse, with Lois Lane from Smallville. Ooh, Erica Durance. Or oh, Paige from the WWE. Oh! Mm. be any kind of sex you want. Any of that weird stuff you're into. <laughs> oh, oh, for God's sake. What the hell? That weird stuff. It's whatever you want. Uh, and with that, I'm going to let you guys answer these questions. I don't know what that was. I think it was my audio cable. And that ends talking with the teddy bear. I hope you guys at least got a little bit of something out of this because I'm pretty sure I said absolutely nothing in the 14 minutes I've been talking. <laughs> Enjoy. 13. Yeah, that was a good solid 13 and a half minutes. Okay, teddy bear covered a lot of ground there. Uh, the two questions that he asked at the end... 
sometimes I, I'm glad that I don't know how his mind works because that would mean that I have to understand it. And, oh, my Lord, he has so many things in his head. So, first of all, let's start off with a lot of the things he was talking about early on, talk about modern feminism. Um, he recorded that a few weeks ago because we've had, a, again, Steve's been out of town. I've had a lot of crazy stuff going on again. Go figure. Um, and one of the things that has just been all over the news, especially in the last week, week and a half, has been the Brett Kavanaugh thing with the Supreme Court and all the accusations that no one can confirm. Nobody can corroborate any of it. And modern feminism says, and you know, this sounds like such a great idea on the surface, doesn't it? Believe women. Believe survivors. Believe every... I think Hillary Clinton is the first one who brought this direct quote out, which was every... Uh, every woman or whatever has the has the right to be heard and believed. That's nice. Now, let me tell you this. Everyone does have the right to be heard. You can't believe shit you hear. But here's the problem. Accusation does not equal evidence. No, you can't believe anything it you It just hear. doesn't. And before anyone gets upset and starts calling me this radical right winger and this person that hates women, several of my dearest, and we're not going to unpack all of this tonight, but this is just kind of in context of what he was talking about. Several of the people closest to me have been sexual abuse victims. I know their story. I know their evidence. I know what happened. Okay. I, I totally understand and empathize, and it, it's so sad. And I've seen the destruction that it can cause in lives and the devastation that will last indefinitely. Many people never address it, never deal with it, never get over it. It's not something that I don't believe that you can ever completely get over because that's how how destructive that is okay but there is such a thing as false accusation an accusation does not equal evidence and there is such a thing as due process in this country okay and i can believe something happened as much as i want and i'm saying this as someone who's an outside observer of a situation i can believe that something happened all that i want but if i'm a prosecutor of a case i have to be able to prove it that's how due process works and we have people who want to believe that that standard should somehow be changed. And that is that is a dangerous precedent to set. And if you think that it's not, then I suggest that you read one of those books that's being taken out of our school system right now called To Kill a Mockingbird. The entirety of that book is based on false accusations that were leveled against a black man in the deep racial south. And all of the bad things that, that happened as a result in following that case. And if you've not read that book, please run and get a copy of that in 1984 and Fahrenheit 451 right now. I love 1984. Yeah, you need to read that. Well, we're living it. So you need to read those books right now and have an understanding of what's happening in our world right now. That's an important point. And that book was, when Harper Lee wrote that, it was based on a real case that had happened in the South involving not one innocent black man, but multiple innocent black men that were accused of raping a woman. Oh, it happens all the time. Okay. Still, still happens all the time. It doesn't, I don't think it's really a racial divide in that. I mean, it's some... But that's what false accusations can do. How many men are sexually assaulted as children? Exactly. And it never goes reported. Uh -huh. I mean, it's that's probably, I'd say, a higher number than females. There's so many more men that touch boys than women. Well, than there's women an entire, there is an entire subsection of this issue that is directly linked to what? 
mm-hmm. the Catholic Church and yeah. young boys. Okay, and I'm I'm not even going towards that area. I'm just talking about normal just everyday in just life. in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So wh- why is there also not a battle cry that says believe men? Yeah. Well, because men have been demonized in that regard. So the way to get through that has become to go to the hashtag instead of believe women. Well, it's now believe survivors. survivors. I absolutely I understand it. A hundred percent. People should be heard. These things should be vetted. Within and, a certain time period. I don't think you get 30 years on some shit like that. I'm sorry, but how does that, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be appointed a judge. Just even going back to this point. Mm-hmm. How does it take you 30 years to come out on some shit like that or 20 years or whatever? That's just That should just be laughed out. I'm sorry. I completely understand the notion, the mental notion that it is an extremely difficult thing to suffer through an extremely traumatic event like that and then come forward with it publicly. I, I understand that, and I agree with it. There are a lot of people who deal with a lot of traumatic things, and you just can't talk about it. I, I absolutely understand and agree with that point. You have to, though. I'm sorry. It's part of being an adult. But I also understand this, too, and this is something that I don't think is being hit on as much as it should be. Every Think about what I just said. Several of the people closest to me have been victims of sexual abuse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. I've, yeah, I heard that. Several of them have been. Mm-hmm. The only way that I would know that is if they confided in me and told me that. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that after all of these years, not one person has known about this. Has known until now. No, there's no no true secrets in this world. And if they know? knew. They're not saying anything. No. So something here, I know we have, we have obviously Dave from several episodes of the podcast who loves to throw out the colloquialism, something's not stirring the Kool-Aid. <laughs> uh, very much so here. And I understand hate mail, anger, triggered emails being sent to us. That's fine. All I'm saying is I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that it absolutely didn't happen, but you, by the same token, cannot sit here and tell me that it did. And whether or not it did from a civil standpoint is one thing, or a criminal standpoint. Due process has to be a thing in our world, in our justice system. They went through this process. There was no corroboration. So everyone demanded what? The FBI probe. The FBI... This is the same FBI that everybody talks about being incompetent and worthless and corrupt. Well, then they demand the FBI probe. The FBI does their investigation. They find no corroboration. Okay. At what point is there any standard where someone can just say, you know what? Maybe it didn't happen. Yeah. It's either you're unwilling, not unable, but unwilling to admit that. Or maybe the whole thing was just a political hit job from the beginning because you're afraid of what's going to happen politically if this man gets onto the Supreme it's Court. It's too easy not to be that. See I mean, that I, is just laughable. See what I mean? It is laughable. See what I mean? Yeah. So you have to understand uh, at least what has been happening in the last two or three weeks in that regard. You have to understand it from that from that viewpoint, in that context, if you're even going to be intellectually honest about what is happening here. Yeah. Not looking at it that way and considering that as a possibility is being completely jaded and is being intellectually dishonest. So it's interesting that that was his topic of discussion, considering this was recorded a few weeks ago, and we're just now getting able to pl- the opportunity to play it. And then we've had this happening in the last two, two and a half weeks. And one more point on the Kavanaugh thing before we get away from that. 
Why is it that he was appointed to multiple seats as a judge, including being on the second highest court, and was put through the FBI ringer and the vetting process six times? None of this came up until he gets to the Supreme Court part. You're telling me that, you know, the Federal Court of Appeals and all these things were that wasn't important enough Mm -hmm. to come forward. And I, and I will say this, and I know this is going to make people mad, and it might make, get people offended, and they're going to send emails. I have people who, you know, I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. Well, if that's enough to make you not talk to me, that's fine. Sucks to be you. Quite frankly, based on what this person has said in the course of her hearings and her, her details that have either been provided or you know, couldn't provide them, couldn't say this, couldn't say this, couldn't say this, and then on the other side, you have a mountain of details that contradict it. No. Do I believe what has been said? No, I don't. And that has nothing to do, by the way, with how this man is going to vote on the Supreme Court, because already it's kind of been shown through his testimony and his interview process that there are some things that he would that he would render decisions on that I don't agree with personally. So it has nothing to do with that. I think there could have been a better pick that's more in line with what I would like to see happen. But do I believe what has been said? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. Because there's not enough there. And if if that is wrong, and this person did encounter this and was sexually assaulted, then my heart goes out to this person. And I pray for this person. And and I hate it. Because in in the lives of the people who I know who have gone through it, and I know that it happened, Mm -hmm. I see the scars. I see the devastation. I know the effects that it has had on their life, both overtly and under the radar, where they might, might not even really see that that's what affected that part of their life. But yes, that is a very real thing. If I'm wrong... Then I'm wrong. And a lot of people were wrong. But in terms of due process and the way that things are in our country, in our justice system, in the process of appointing people uh, to these types of positions, there just was not enough there, Steve. There just was not. There just was not. I just don't see basically what I was saying earlier. I mean, there has to be a statute of limitations on the stuff like that. And I understand not being able to come out, you know, because you're ashamed or this or that. I'm or, a victim. I'm, I'm a victim of that shit. Okay, mm-hmm. that's part of coming out of that whole thing. And you can't grow as a person until you come to grips with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a, a political ploy, really personally. Um, but you know, there. I mean, thirty years would still be a little bit uh, much. I'd say maybe a ten to fifteen year. The convenience of the timing of this is damning on its own it's to me. Yeah. It really is. And it's a yeah. little too obvious. It's, 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 it's insulting everybody's intelligence. Really. I agree. Stupid. Agreed. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I, it's an, it's a sad commentary to me on number one, how polarized we have become at, even after a point where I didn't think we could become more polarized. And number two, it shows you the depths to which these people on the extreme left will stop. go. It's more childish and just, Dumb. I mean, it's horrendous to me what these people will do and what they're capable of. Is this an indictment of everyone on the left? No, it's not. I, I know a lot uh, of liberal people who have said, "Okay, we're getting we're getting a little out of control here. This is yes. this is a bit much. This is the far left, the George Soroses, you know, the extreme of the extreme left who are driving this machine. But this is also where those who are center left and center right." Mm-hmm 
have to stand up and start taking some of the power back on this. And they're not doing it. This, this kids, is what apathy and a lack of education in our world and in our society will end up doing. This is the end result. I would like to see, like, a, a nation just, you know, able to pop their own, populate their own nation with this whole agenda or whatever it's going on. Mm-hmm. And... Give it a hundred year run and see where it comes of you know. I, I see can what happens. I can tell you about fifty years <laughs> because it would yeah, stop. Yeah. Because one of two things would happen: either they would all die off because of their own failed moron policies, mm-hmm. or they would be invaded and killed. Because yeah. you know, we don't want to fight. Well, there are people who want to fight you. You want to see what socialism does? Venezuela. Yeah. Okay. Uh, true socialism. Yeah. Do you see anyone moving to Venezuela right now? No. No. There's a reason why. Because I could go there and be a millionaire. That'd be awesome. With what's in your pocket, you could go yeah. buy most of Venezuela. The only difference is you would have to go fight every fight everyone if you had a candy bar in your pocket. I mean, it's or the color of your skin. If somebody sees your, I mean, the mentality of this. If you're an English speaking person, you're in Venezuela. You are going to be kidnapped. <laughs> I did not know that. That is th- it. Thanks for thanks for. Uh, I didn't know that. Is, is did you put that on their Wikipedia page? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just know. I mean, I've I've known quite people that you know they say don't go to South America at all. You know because you will be. Well, I think some of the kidnapped. more touristy places are okay. Like if you go into Rio and go to Brazil, you you things might be okay. You, you probably need to stay on a resort property. Yeah, but is. well, that's that. Is that any different than Mexico? Mexico that's is a, North America. Yeah, don't don't go. Nobody out, vacations yeah. in Juarez. Okay, everyone goes to Cancun. Yeah. There's a reason why. I could have went to um, what what's that uh, little shit city near there near uh, San Diego, Tijuana. Oh. I could have went there if I wanted to, but I didn't want to. What know? in the world would you? What business would you have in Tijuana? I like going to shitty places, kind of, but not that shitty. And I don't know. I was, well, okay, so we've already figured out you did not go to Compton. No, you did not go to Tijuana. I did not. You did not go to Watts. I didn't go to Slab City. And did I not did. go to Slab City. You did not get to go to Skid Row. I wanted to go to Burning Man, but I didn't get a chance to go to that one of those little festivals, <laughs> just to go around some weird shit. But. There's uh, there's one other point that Justin made that I, I think needs to be unpacked. And then we'll do, we'll do that, and then we'll talk about Blow his questions. And, sex, yes. and, uh, and then we'll take a break. But he was talking about the portrayal of men in mainstream media and entertainment and culture right now. And that that's a really important point to make. He said you you can't turn on TV or movies and find any strong male leads and role models and examples. Well, I'd like to make a couple of points on that. Number one, if you're looking to, to TV and movies for your role models, you're in trouble to begin with. That's why I only watch Jason Statham movies. <laughs> well, that and because you think you're looking in a mirror. That's right. Jason Statham. I wish. That'd be awesome. So, <laughs> he does have a point. You cannot watch, for the most part, and there are some, exa- there are some, some rare, rare examples that aren't this way. Uh, some exceptions, but for the most part, if you watch a television show that involves a family, the dad is a bumbling idiot. The kids run the show. There's no discipline. He's helpless. Have you ever seen ever, ever, have you seen a show where the dad is just an amazing cook? 
No. Every time he tries to make meatloaf, he almost burns the house down. Mrs. Doubtfire. The kid. <laughs> After a while, anyway. And he was a transvestite. Yeah, that's right. So, but he had a good reason. He it was did. a transvestite with a heart of gold. That's the description of that movie that they did not put in the trailer. Trying to keep him from his kids, and he did all he could just to be with him. That's a very good point. He sure did. Fucking court system. <laughs> so... Every movie you watch, every TV show you watch, commercials are particularly bad for this. Yeah. In every commercial, the woman's right, the man's wrong. Okay? The guy is trying to use the can opener. He turns it three times. He shoves the lid into it. Stuff goes everywhere. The house is on fire. Everyone's helpless. And the problem is we have so many people who are so obsessed and so addicted by and absorbed into the media and what it puts out, entertainment and what it puts out, that becomes their reality. That becomes the reality. If, when, you, if, you, if you actually use that for your reality base. Right. But, but which most an, people now do do that. There's I mean, an increasing number of that. Yeah. How many strong male father figures have you seen in any of this stuff in the last 10 years? I mean, I can't I can recall count on one hand. But I don't, I mean, that's the thing is I don't... I don't ever base that. You know what I mean? I, I don't. That's sure. not my mentality, but I understand. Sure. You know, well, yeah, one example of, of a good father, you know, married couple, good father, stable home, everything, home improvement. Tim Allen show. It's one of the last. Okay. Ones, yeah. But even in that, that seventy show, Red's kind of even bad. in that show, he was a moron, right? He was an idiot. There, he was an idiot, but he was a good dad, and it, you know the yeah. the house was mainly under control. There were no major issues. That is incredibly rare in our world. You gave a great example. That 70s show, Red Foreman. He's an asshole. I love him. He's, he's an ass, but he's a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. He's, first of all, one of the greatest dad characters. He's a good dad character. Ever in the history of television. I love Red mm-hmm. Foreman. But it still came across on the back end. He loved his kids and wanted to defend his family. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It was, he was an asshole. He for was a, a strong male yeah. figure on that show. And in the midst of the revolt from the kids on the show, he was still going to stand tall. That is rare compared to, and don't get me wrong, I love Married with Children. But Al Bundy, was he was the perpetual loser on the show. They try to make him that way. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> Al Bundy is that character, obviously. The counter to that show... Do you know what the name of that show originally was? Um, fuck no. What is it? Christine Applegate's Hot as Shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the title of that show on the spec script... Because Fox was a that was one of the that was one of the first shows on the Fox Network when it was created. Yeah, because that was a whole Fox thing. Is like they were outside the box and they were a little risque compared to like ABC and NBC. Well, they didn't have any affiliates. It was like USA. Like okay. back when USA started, they were a network with a few affiliates compared to having ninety eight percent country coverage yeah. like CBS, NBC, ABC, mm-hmm. PBS. The original <laughs> title of that spec script was not the Cosby's. Not the Cosby's. It was designed to be a complete. It was counter. the same setting, though, wasn't it? It was like in the Chicago, living room. It was Chicago. It was, and it was, it was, it was a room. complete counter. White trash people. It was to awesome. the Cosbys. <laughs> Not everything's great all the time. Sometimes things suck. Not everybody's rich. Sometimes your kids are jerks, and they're not Not everyone's brilliant. Some people are stupid. Some people don't rape people. Okay. I'm just playing. And as it, turn, and as it turns out, Edited what do we that. find out at the end? It turns out that Al Bundy and Red Foreman really turned out to be geniuses, and Bill Cosby ends up being a rapist. 
isn't that Isn't fantastic. Red Foreman dead? Is that guy actually dead now? Who, Kurtwood Smith? Is the, he dead? The actor? No. Yeah. He was actually in RoboCop. He was the asshole. He was in RoboCop. He was also in one of my favorite... Um, one of my favorite Christmas movies ever made. Just a little small bit role. And I think it, the name of that movie is A Christmas Town. And the star of that movie, I'm not kidding, is Mr. John Denver. John Denver. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy. So I just think about what he said and the fact that every every male is portrayed as being so weak and neutered and useless in in modern pop culture. I think that's that's having a negative effect on everything. And another example of this, I just kind of wrote this down as he was talking. We hear the concept now of dad jokes. You know, those corny, stupid dad jokes. And I saw someone on Twitter not long ago say, well, if those are dad jokes, what are mom jokes? Uh, I got some mom jokes. And this is a conservative. (laughs) Yeah, I know what yours are. But if uh, I think this was a conservative female commentator, her name escapes me at the time was on Twitter and said, well, if you watch modern television and film, mom jokes right now are all about how stupid men are and how worthless they are, and none of them are good fathers. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, as sad as it is, that's very true. And what's the perpetuation of crime and violence in, uh, in society now? Is that fatherless homes? So, I mean, you know, let's just push that a little bit more, right? Well, the numbers prove that out, okay? I think that single parents, single parents are really doing heroic acts. They are doing things that are extremely difficult to do. However, single parenting is not something that we should be out there heralding as a goal. It's not a good thing. And something you should do. If that, that is your choice and you push them away just for some stupid reason. That is not God's design. God's oh. design is to have a mother and a father in the home. I can already hear people either clicking stop on the podcast. Hump and dump. Or... <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Or they are getting ready to send me hate mail and everything. But I mean, there's a reason why. I want some fucking hate mail. Jeez. Well, most of the hate mail comes in because people are angry about trash in Virginia Tech. But uh-huh, God, they make great. it. They make it so easy. All right, let's get to Justin's questions. First of all, the Rachel Ray or Paula Dean question that he had for you. I'm calling with Paula Dean. She's not on a diet. She's not a bad looking chicken. You know she. I don't know. Jimmy Dean, Paula Dean, she has something to do with the sausage family. So pa- Paula Dean is like 70-some years old. I don't care. I know you don't care. I'm just making sure you know who we're talking about. And Rachel Ray is, she's trying to be relevant again by losing weight and doing this and that. Okay. She was big there for a while. Paula Dean's an asshole. So, yeah. <laughs> Paula Dean did have a little controversy. I That's would let, true. I, I, and I don't really know why. Jimmy Dean, sausage, Paula Dean. Uh-huh. She would probably take care of the sausage a little better. I'm going with uh, Paula Dean. I'm going with Paula Dean. Okay. So <laughs> he said I can answer it too, so I will. Um, I like that we have to qualify our answers. I don't think we have I to. I didn't think we had we to. We don't either, have to. But, but I, I have to. I feel like we should. I'm I feel so like, used to explaining myself. Yeah, Fuck. You I know? feel like the responsible thing to do is to explain your answers and qualify them. Um, Rachel Ray, obviously the more attractive of the two. For sure. Just visually. Okay. Paula Dean, I think you would. I'm just guessing. I may be wrong, but I'm just on age alone. I'm guessing probably has the experience advantage. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Now, this is where this becomes kind of a coin flip. The coin flip is Rachel Ray never shuts up. Yeah, she would definitely hurt your dick. Okay. There are people 
who are on cocaine and in between hits of cocaine are drinking Mountain Dew who talk less than Rachel Ray. So you think that may be a danger, but at the same time, boy, we are not a family show, are we? Damn, Paula Dean Young is kind of hot. I think I would go back into a time machine and do that one. She didn't oh, say we couldn't no. do that. Oh, now we're going to have another desert island <laughs> list, aren't we? Um, Paula Dean, cooking something <laughs> and blow you. That's good. See, that's why Tiffany Thiessen was on my desert island five. That's true. Here's the thing, though. You see, we obviously agree Rachel Ray never shuts up. Yeah. But that would shut her up. I would. Okay. So I'm going to go Rachel Ray for that reason. Okay. Okay. Now, do you know who Paige is from WWE? You've talked about her, and that's, yeah. Not Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the one that I want to marry. I'm about to know her right now. I want to marry Becky Lynch. Paige, WWE. I'm going to just go ahead and research this real fast. P-A-I-G-E. I'll answer this one. So he asked me, Lois Lane from Smallville, which is the actress Erica Durant. I think we looked. Actually, wasn't she a part of our conversation one time? Erica Durant was on my Desert yeah, Island Desert 5, Island, too. Yeah. yeah. So Erica Durant or Paige from WWE. Well, all right, now I'm Paige is like five foot flat. She has to be. She's kind of got thick little. Yeah. So I'm going to qualify my answer on this. Paige was involved in a very, very controversial issue last year because there was a hacking of some phones oh, and yeah. computers and uh, some sex tapes and some photos and everything were released of her. And it it did a lot of damage for the company and for her personally and everything else. And then you have Erica Durant. Well, call me crazy, which plenty of people have. But I, I think there's something to be said when there's a little bit of mystery. And as much fun as Paige most certainly would be. They, so they look similar. And I know that Paige would be fun because, again, pictures and videos were released of her just doing. It was more of a buffet approach. People could just go and get whatever they wanted, apparently. So, you know, she's apparently going to be a good time. But Erica Durant is more understated. There's a mystery component to it, too. And let's face it, she's the hottest Lois Lane that there has ever been. And when you're a Superman fan like I am, how do you not how do you not go Erica Durant? So just for me personally, as much fun as Paige would most certainly be, I'm going to vote Erica Durant. Steve, how about you? I'm trying to look at some video here. I'll get back with you. Wait a minute. Are you trying to look up the Paige videos? I am. Oh, my God. Well, you're going to have to render a verdict here. I'll give you one here in about four minutes and 49 <laughs> seconds. I thought they'd have been removed from most of these sites. It might be fake. I don't know. It I, might. I get some fake stuff every once in a while. I'll imagine that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to let you take a look at that, whatever you need to look at, and you can render your decision. It's fake. Um, okay. I, I think. Okay. You can answer before the break. What do you got? I'll go with your pick as well. You're going to go Erica Durant? Yeah, I just uh, a little bit more, um, you know, there's there's definitely more to the imagination with that. Plus, I mean, in some aspects, they look a little similar, but there's a, a couple different pictures I like of her with makeup on where she looks a little bit more, I guess you could say classy, but yeah, I think Durant looks better overall. Oh, she's just so hot. And she's the hottest Lois Lane ever. And she's a really cool chick, too. That one didn't do bad. Um Terry, Terry Hatcher, ha- Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark. Yeah. Oh, Terry Hatcher and Lois and Clark is the hottest Lois Lane in history f- until Erica Durant. 
Oh, I just I, I can't help it. It's she's just Terry Hatcher's kind of hot, dude. Terry Hatcher is a very for on my list is a very extremely close second, and then in terms of all the lowest lanes, I'm going to go Amy Adams third. Amy Adams kind of hot too, but yeah, she's more like a plain type. Very much so. But yeah, Erica Durant wins. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Steve's advice for me on an unknown issue. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about HBO's decision to stop airing professional boxing Yay. after 45 years in the industry and why we're both happy and sad about that decision. But we'll come back with that right after this. You're listening to Apex Live. We have new rejoin music. It's called Never Stop. It's kind of the way we have to live life. It's episode 16 of Apex Live. Thanks for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed the madness so far. We've still got a lot to do. So what do you want to tackle first? Do you want to tackle the advice or do you want to tackle HBO's decision to stop airing professional boxing? Uh, let's do the advice. I'm intrigued. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> By the way, tell your friends about this podcast if they are moderately deranged and might enjoy some crazy things like this. Our listenership keeps going up. To our listeners in Canada and the UK and New Zealand and Australia, I hope you enjoy our brand of nonsense. We've also got another announcement right at the end of the show. And we'll fill in, fill everyone in about that when we get there and we close things out. Okay. Uh, li- listeners of the show are very well aware, Steve, of the foolishness and stupidity and difficulty that I've endured really since the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been there since the very beginning. You know... <laughs> You know parties involved, you have you've seen everything devolve from the very beginning and the ebbs and flows of it. And it does seem like things have kind of subsided for now and have stopped and I still quite honestly don't know exactly what to make of it and how to address it and how to deal with it all in its entirety. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have a respite from it and and not have to I still do. I'll be honest, I deal with it every day. I still do. Um, there are reminders of it. There are gifts from this person that are in this studio right now. But right here. That was given to me. You know, it's still there. You can't erase history. It happens. So it's advice time. This is something about which you know nothing about. Yay. Uh, you don't know anything that's happened in regard to Because you've been gone. You've been, to Phil- you've been in Philadelphia. You've been in... Los Angeles, you've had a lot going on. I've been sleeping in fucking hotels for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So, but you're, now you're back in studio. A lot of Pornhub. It's kind of cool. Well, maybe that maybe that'll be a, a sponsor for the program at some at some point. <laughs> so, uh, well, they've got the money to do it. They okay? do. I guarantee you, not they for have. Me, the, they don't. <laughs> they have the money. To, no, you're only getting the free stuff. I you're not going the, premium. Hey, that's do they have? That mean? Do they have a premium? They do. But what they that do? even mean I to don't be? Know. That means I'm, nothing to me. I'm not a porn guy. I'm sorry. I am. Okay. I wasn't, but I am again. It'll so change. Um, it'll change again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so here's the deal. 
And uh, if any names are mentioned in this, I'm going to bleep them. Not all of them. No, but there one specific. I haven't gotten into this. You'll understand why I've got to bleep them. Okay. But, um, okay. but this is what's going on. So my dad has been diabetic for 20 years plus. I know this. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's been a battle for his eyesight and he's got chronic kidney disease and and been a lot of things, but things are getting better. His health's improving. He's listening to my diet plan. Everything's getting better. Diabetics, generally speaking, have to deal with a lot of different issues from peripheral neuropathy to eyesight to chronic kidney, all those different things that are typical for that condition. Yeah. Well, there's one in particular that he's never dealt with and that is diabetic ulcers which can appear on the feet and on the extremities. Oh, yeah, that's usually when there's loss of limbs. And, and that, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, probably two months ago, he came to me and said, I think there's something I think there's something wrong with my toe. And I look at it, and it's swollen, and I thought, he's dropped something on his friggin' foot yeah. and broken his toe. Or, and half the time, he can't feel his feet, so he's probably run into a table or something. And yeah. And it did. It looked swollen, purple. It looked bad. And I thought, okay, that may be it. And then after doing a little research, it looked like one of the possibilities, it could be gout. Yeah, gout. Yeah, that makes sense, too. And my stepdad has battled gout and dealt with that. So so that's one of those things. And I thought, well, maybe that's a possibility. Maybe that's it. And he went to his GP. And he looked at it and said, I, I don't think it's gout. And we did an x-ray and there's nothing broken. So I think this might be an infection. Hmm. Well, it would have been nice if everyone involved, including me, would have looked at the bottom of his toe. Everybody's looking at the top. Like he stepped on something and everything. or some shit? He had a diabetic ulcer on the bottom of his foot. Wow. On the bottom of his toe. So he gets referred to a foot and ankle specialist. And he, because he can't hear, isn't paying attention, (laughs) spaces on where he's supposed to be for this appointment because there's two different places and doesn't go to the right one. So it gets rescheduled. So this time it's like, you know, just like with every other doctor's appointment for a lot of different reasons, I need to be there because I'm a part of his healthcare process. Yeah, I'm going to go. So I go this time we end up seeing a different doctor. And the different doctor walks in, oh, yeah. and I'm going, holy crap. Because at first we go in, and it's the nurse, and the nurse is perfectly nice, and I'm trying to be conversational, and I'm not real big on these things anyway, but I'm going in, I'm conversational, and then someone else comes in, and I'm thinking, why do we have two nurse? That's the doctor. Holy smokes. <laughs> this is the doctor. And just kind of hit it off. So she's talking to him a little bit sentence here or there and i'm the one answering the questions because a he can't hear b i know more about it anyway so i answer the questions so then she just stops asking questions about him and starts asking questions about me <laughs> what you know what do you do and i had the legal pad out with the notes for the book because i'm working on the next novel what are you working on and it's the notes for my next book your next book mm-hmm. you know you what, what have you written about so i'm answering these questions so by the time this encounter and i'm gonna say encounter and not appointment yeah ends i'm thinking i can't wait for the next one let's get ready for the next appointment can we book another one tomorrow so we go to the next so next appointment i think is a week later and it's kind of that same energy again Mm -hmm. okay and and i'll bleep this but we'll just be able to use this for reference in the future her name is 
Cool. Okay. So this is all about Dr. I'm going to have to bleep it again. So I don't want listeners Googling and trying to figure out who it is. I'm going to do it. I know. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> Sweet. Because, because I Googled it. So, <laughs> hey, after the insanity that I've dealt with all summer, I need to have as much info hey, going in as I can. Sounds good to me. Okay. So um, get two or three appointments in, and I'm talking. I'm like, how did you end up here from where you moved from? Because the topic had come up that she had just recently relocated from somewhere and moved here. And I I said, how in the world did you end up here? And the answer was, I just needed a change of scenery. And I thought, you just needed a change of scenery. Call me crazy, Steve, but that sounds encouraging. Yeah, change of scenery is a good thing. Why would you need a change of scenery? That that sounds encouraging. Okay, so talked about that a little bit. And then... (laughs) Some other small talk, and right as she's about to leave, she that, grabs your winner. That, stop it! Right about as she's about to leave that day, the nurse has got to finish things up. I'm not the patient, Steve. Yeah, we know. Okay, it's your dad. So she's she's <laughs> headed out of the room, headed out of the room, and turns and looks at me and says, "It was really nice getting to see you again." Huh? And I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah, it was great seeing you again too." And in my mind, I'm thinking. Huh? Did you hit her? Just give her your I'm, I'm, phone number, What's dude? going on here? Don't you? Okay, so so that's going on. And then we go to the next one. And, and there are some other things that have happened, too, and I'm just trying to give a very brief overview of this whole thing because it's happened over the course of five or six appointments. Well, this last appointment was, I don't know, a week ago, a yeah. week and a half ago. And she had mentioned something. The book had come up more than once. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, power move. Power move. Because I don't know, is she, I don't know if she's seeing somebody. But it moved up here a month and a half ago. I'm guessing not, right? Yeah. I'm hoping not. And plus, it's just, it's that energy, that that talk and everything. Number one, there's something that had come up just kind of in conversation in one of those early visits and she threw it right back in my face in this last one. And it's nothing important, but just kind of threw it back at me and just looked over at me and smiled when she said it like, you know, that one's for you. And I thought, okay. And I said, okay, good memory. Very nice. And I threw it right back. You you want that kind of energy. And then at the end of it, I said, you know, you've mentioned my book a couple of times. She said, yeah. And handed her a copy of the book. Sweet. So, okay. Power move. Let's find me somebody else that's going to walk in and hand them a copy of their novel. My own book. Okay. Can't do that. Plus now, you know, my name got my email address because it's on the book. Okay. So did that. And she said, she's got something, you know, pretty big in a couple of weeks and the next appointment's three weeks out. And I said, well, that's good. And that seems like about enough time to get the book read before I come back. So, you know, interesting energy here. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm not, I'm not going to throw out personal details or anything else. Sounds good. Um, I'll do that off air. Sounds good. Okay. But just based on what I have said here, um, I, I understand that I'm doing a podcast. I've been on radio and I'm a pretty visible guy when it comes to boxing and a lot of the things that I've done. But you know this. I'm extremely shy. 
extremely backwards and reserved. Not too bad. For Not the most much. part. I mean, it's bad. The anxiety's bad. I mean, my anxiety... Internally... There's my anxiety Internally, meds. it is, but on the outside, you don't see it. But like you've that. seen me mostly in those situations, yeah. but just in general, I mean, it's awful. If I'm not in a situation, I am perfectly comfortable, and it's it's not, not it's got to be something I'm I'm comfortable. I'm used to it. If it's new and a bunch of new, I, it drives me nuts. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So things like this are a nightmare scenario for me. I just it's tough for me to even consider doing it. But I really can't stop thinking about. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna take my shot. I would so, just to do it. So what do you got to lose now? Well, okay, now this is the problem. Based on everything that's been going on for the last few months, and you you know, I think, better than just about anyone, you've been in that inner circle of the inner circle in the heat of the battle Yeah, since June, this, the first part of June, end of May, early June. Uh, you've seen the damage, you've seen the effects, all those things, and you know what did it, you know, across oh, yeah. the board, you know the details. Based on all of that, and now, and now based on what I've kind of given you here, um... Am I in the position, am I in the frame of mind to take a shot here? And, you know, yes or no. And based on that, do I do this? Do I take it? Now, I've not shown you a picture yet, and that may change your mind. Let me see the picture before I, I even change I, I, my I mind. I can't do that yet because it's tied into our equipment here. But uh, it's not just, I'll just say this, 10. ten. Well, ten. I need to see this. On a scale of 1 to 5, 10. I'll okay. just say that. Okay. Okay. But um, but t- but take that out of the equation because that's not what immediately grabbed my attention. What grabbed my attention was she's a doctor. No, oh. what grabbed my attention was the interaction. Yeah, with this girl. just the energy, how it was flowing, and it was a click weird or anything like imme- that. An immediate click. I know okay. what you're talking about. I've felt that before. Now time. I've approached two other people, three other people in my inner circle. I'm gonna go to five. I've approached three of them already. Two of them have given me. Okay, that's not true. One gave me a yes, you need to go take your shot. One gave me a very cautious, I think you, you definitely need to consider it. But yeah, you should you should probably take your chance at this. Yeah, I don't know if you're definitely ready or not, but you, I think you need to do it. The only person that can decide if they're ready is you. One person said, if you don't do this, I'm going to go do it for you. <laughs> and that is a very aggressive stance. Um, keep in mind, all three of these people have seen the pictures. Yeah, and there's thanks. only two pictures, and they're readily available online. It's not like I'm, you know, there's anything That's up to you to going me. on. I'm not okay. going to go look at them. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, do, am I in the frame of mind? In your estimation, do you think I'm at that point where it's cool to do it? And if so, should I go do it? And if so, how in the world do I try to pull this off considering she's her and I'm me? Well... If, so let's see what you got, Steve. Whenever you can finish or watch another Braves game, oh, hell. that's when we got it right well, there. Well, the season may end tonight. Well, you better you got to finish the game. <laughs> um, she's showing interest. Oh, that uh, is natural... that is such an under the radar <laughs> home run. It is what it is. Oh uh, my gosh, you got to watch the game. <sighs> um, well, she's you're saying she's a ten. She's intelligent. She's moved to the area. Yeah. Um, uh huh. And you guys have good flowing energy and conversation. She's reading your book. See, here's the and thing. And she has good memory of what you have. The well, best form of flattery to me when I'm meeting somebody is 
if they remember anything about me. Well, and she, she was and we're not special. We know this. She was remembering lots of things, but remembering some stuff and kind of throwing it back at me. Obscure type shit. Yeah, but being playful. Conversation, things we had talked about in conversation yeah. and just play, throwing it back to be playful and smiling. And I'm like, man. Well, most doctors are freaks, dude. So like, I'm <laughs> usually oblivious, man. I'm as dense as it comes for stuff like this. I can pick up on subtlety in any area except this. And if it's at a point where I'm kind of thinking, hey, I think there's something... Well, if there's not, either way, I mean, if she's hot and she's has all the stuff going on for her, I'd do True. just to do it. Okay, so... What, what else? What could it hurt? You know what I mean? Fuck. Okay, so how in the world do I try to go about this? Um, hey, uh, this is my phone number. Would you like to go out sometime? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Wow. You realize I've never actually done it that simply, done anything that simply in my life. Well, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So just try oh, it out. Oh, of course, the Steve Randolph shotgun approach. Hey, that's it, dude. You you fucking, <laughs> you got to, and it's it birdshot's the best because it gets more out there. Of course. That is lovely. So just, uh, no matter what, I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so you're saying, without seeing any visuals... Just situationally, yeah. You're saying you think that I'm in a spot where, and if I'm not, I'm close where I can say, "All right, let's go. Let's go take a shot. Let's." Yeah, no, for sure. If you've you think five, so? five five encounters, all with the same vibe, right? Nothing like detracting. Well, and like, an increasing vibe. But yeah, nothing that takes it back, and you're like, "Oh, this person wasn't like this two right. or three times ago." Very true. Yeah, dude, I'd go with it. Okay, so and there was an excitement about getting the book. Of course. Okay. I mean, it's not. I mean, you have to also have and to I, think well, about the okay. population who's going to give her a fucking book. Right. Like, how many times does that happen? Well, and I'm not going to say excitement. I'll say intrigue. Yeah, intrigue. there was there was an a, an intrigue to it of like, oh, okay, and it was like, oh, I've, now I've got something to read. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, Maybe her past relationship was some kind of jock that didn't ever read anything. Who knows? I mean, there might be that I, thing. That'd be my guess. You know. But at the same time, there's a little part of me thinking, okay, maybe I can parlay the book on the next visit into how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't want to overthink it by any stretch, but yeah, I'm thinking that maybe that maybe. So you, so you again, you give it a yes. Yeah. I'd go for it. Check it out. So what's up. Go, go to a movie. Fucking go somewhere. She's new to the area. You know, the area. Well, see, that's what everybody's Show going around. to. That's what everybody's going to. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to, Okay. Your advice is to go. I'm going to go. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm hoping I don't fall flat on my face. But we'll see. And speaking of falling flat on your face, Steve, it is it is that time. Oh, it's no. time. Pokey update. For another Virginia Tech update. Keeping you apprised of all of the happenings in and around the wonderful world of Virginia Tech. The university... And their athletics. Hopefully they're losing fucking games because I haven't paid attention to them. <laughs> I hope they're like way off. Oh, all those stupid Hokies. I'm actually going to look at them right now. Well, Steve, it's funny you mentioned that because they did play last night in what was another one of their, one of the biggest home games ever. But that's not what our update's about. Oh, our update's about something else. It is football related, however, Steve. There's a university in the Tidewater area, the 757 area code Tidewater. of Virginia. And that university is called Old Dominion University. And they've been around for years. For, for a little while. They've yeah. been around for years. And Old Dominion used to play basketball. West Virginia used to play them in basketball back in the 80s. Well, Steve, about 10 years ago, 
they decided they wanted to start playing football. I will repeat that. They started ten playing football ago? 10 years ago. Ooh. Their stadium holds 25,000 people, something like that. So Virginia Tech, in an effort to do them a solid, which is kind of rare <laughs> for the Hokies to do. Yeah, they, they obviously thought they were going to take advantage of signed, like a 14-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Decided to play Old Dominion in football. They signed a rolling home-and-home, home, like, 10- or 12-year contract with Old Dominion to play football. So a couple weeks ago was the first game for Virginia Tech. Second game. They played them last year too, I think. Right. They blew them the fuck out though. Yes. But this is the first game at Old Dominion. And I did read something about this. So it's a big deal for a a team of the prestige and and the crime rate of Virginia Tech to be fucking to go and play at, up. to go and play at Old Dominion, but you do it because you know it's it's good for the other smaller schools in the state. It's like playing against Delaware or some shit, right? And you get your easy W. That's what it's for. Yes, they get their money. You get your win. It's good for their program because they get paid, and you get out of there without any trouble. Yeah. Well, at least that's the design, Steve. Yeah, I love it when it doesn't go down like that. It's hilarious when it goes wrong. You see, Virginia Tech's already done quite a few things that WVU has never done. West Virginia's never lost to East Carolina at home. ECU. Before, ECU Pirates. That's true. Um, West Virginia has never lost to a 1AA school. That's Virginia bad. Tech did that when they lost to another in-state school, James Madison, a few years ago. Jade, By the way, they were you. like top 10 whenever they did that and lost to James Madison. But it's different when you go to play a school who's only been playing football for 10 years. Only 10 years. And they go to Norfolk. They're like one fucking star recruits. They played Liberty University. Yeah. Week one and lost 52 (laughs) to 10. That's when they put on like 49 points on fucking (laughs) with their backup quarterbacks at a Division two school. So they lost to Charlotte. They were Division one, right? Who? Who they play. Liberty? No, the uh, 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 Old Dominion. Old Dominion's 1A. Oh, so... Old Dominion, they are 1A. They're in Conference USA. But they're tiny, okay? Yeah. So they played Liberty University, lost 52 to 10. Old Dominion then played Charlotte, who has been playing football for less than Old Dominion. Yeah, Charlotte's Charlotte, a newer school. They have a decent basketball team. Charlotte beat Old Dominion. Are they Charlotte Spiders or something? The Charlotte? 49ers. Oh, so that's a different Charlotte school. Uh, Richmond is the Spiders. Richmond Spiders, Charlotte 49ers. Yes. So, I was thinking of West, uh, the coast or Coastal Carolina or some shit. So there. they lose to, oh, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Chandeliers. So they lose to to Charlotte, and then they get their big home game against Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech comes into the game 2-0, and ranked number 13 in the country. And after the backup quarterback throws for almost 500 yards, Old Dominion defeats Virginia Tech 49-35 to and thoroughly embarrasses the entire program. I have a friend, one friend, who's a Virginia Tech fan. Mm -hmm. Weirdo. So we need to qualify this by saying I only have one Virginia Tech fan that I call a friend. Who was so irate, he said that their longtime defensive coordinator should be fired and their coach, who's in his third year, should be on the hot seat just because they lost to Old Dominion. Oh, you should actually, everybody should be fired if you lose to Old Dominion. FYI, 
that's still the only game that Old Dominion has won this year. They're one and five, and I'm I have nothing. In their conference them. and shit, they can't beat nobody. But Virginia Tech, that is bad. They their talent pool. Now I think it's is funny. crazy. Now I think it's funny that that Virginia Tech lost to them. I think it's great that Old Dominion won, and for sure they have a fan for life now. That old that they won that game against Tech. Hopefully, it like really bolsters their uh, recruiting ability. Oh, I hope That'd so. be awesome. Yeah, they keep more people at home. Yeah. because of that. Now I will say this: just because of the effect it would have on Virginia Tech this single season, mm-hmm. I hope that Old Dominion does not win another game all year and they end up one and eleven. <laughs> and the only game they won was against number thirteen Virginia Tech. That would be awesome. That's what I want. So that is our Virginia <laughs> Tech update. That they managed to do that. And I'll add this on. That's as, like the worst possible outcome for them. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to add on another one. So they had their big game last night with Notre Dame. Everyone knows my feelings on Notre Dame. My license yeah. plate on my car is about how much I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> but when you have a team, when Notre Dame plays Virginia Tech or they play Pitt or Virginia Tech plays Pitt, you have to kind of figure out, okay, wh- who do I want to win the game in a situation with teams that I hate this Pitt. vehemently? Okay. So I can't even listen to that song anymore. It sucks. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. I'm like, hey, eat shit. shit if I'm running, y- you I listen, do it. Anyway. I, do, I listen to that kind of music when I run. See, now I have put this into your head because now you automatically hate Virginia Tech logos and you chant eat shit pit. So I've had a profound impact on you. I've, I've been doing the eat shit pit for a while. My That's son great. loves that song, East uh, Sweet Caroline, because they play <laughs> it at, at the, uh, I guess, Liberty High School's football games. Uh-huh. And I added the twist in Eat Shit Pit. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, every time you hear that, you say, Eat Shit Pit. That's glorious. So he does it now. I love it. All right. So they had their big home game with Notre Dame. Notre Dame's number six in the country mm-hmm. in last week's poll. And it's a big They're deal. like number three now, right? They're, because number four, they're number four now, and West Virginia is number six. What's their, there's four teams in the playoffs, right? There's four, Yeah, four-team playoffs. Oh, it's fucking gay. Okay, it needs to be eight, but that's a whole other discussion. It should be 12. We'll talk about eight. We'll talk about the playoffs when we have Jake Morrison here again. Cause I like 12, he's because there's rate. upsets to set in there. 12. So, have all the fucking schools, we can pick 12 teams. So we we'll, we will get deep into How this. How about, just like the NCAA bracket, mm-hmm. whoever wins their shit is in the playoffs. So you have somebody from Conference USA. You have some all this stuff. I th- I think that it's going to be tough to get all of the little minor conferences champions into it because by then Why? the season's getting into February and it's just going to be a nightmare. What I would like oh. to see, and we'll get into this whenever Jake's back in studio, which may be here in a couple weeks. Yeah, play indoors. Um, It'll be okay. I would like to see an eight-team playoff where you have all five conference champions from the Power Five teams. Yeah. You have one, you have, like it is now, the best of the best of the group of six small conferences have that that champion in. Okay, well, and I th- can't agree. And then you have with that. and then you have two at large teams. Yeah, there's your eight, and you go so from eight, wild card teams. Yes, and yeah. you go eight to four to two, okay. and that way you don't have a power five conference champion left out. You still have a group of a group of six, and you've got two at large teams for somebody mm-hmm. that needs to get in. I think that's fair. So there's I, always that, that room for upset, though. That's what I, I you know. Yeah, and I make them earn it because you got to play three times. Yeah. And nobody gets a bye. There's a chance. Nobody gets a bye, so I yeah. like that. Well, they played Notre Dame at home last night, and it was the typical ESPN circle jerk around Virginia Tech. Yeah. And it was, oh, inner Sandman, the entrance, the environment, the electricity, <laughs> the most hostile environment that Notre Dame will have to play in this year. I said, you realize they're going to curb stomp Virginia Tech, right? Because... I don't know. They should. You're going to jump up and down and lose. That's what you do, is you play a 27-year-old Metallica song, yeah. and you jump up and down, and they come out, 
and then you get your ass handed to you for 60 minutes because what was the score of that game anyway? Virginia Tech has not beaten a ranked team mm-hmm. at home since 2009. What was that? What was the score on that? 45-23. Yes. Including a 98-yard touchdown run in the second half. But Virginia Tech has not beaten a ranked team at home since 2009. West Virginia did it twice last year. Yeah. Okay? Talk to me about hostile home environments and how it can change a game. Wayne Stadium's a joke. It's the most overrated hype job in the country. Are we going to the playoffs this year or what? I'll tell you after November 3rd. I think we've I think we're good enough. We but still got to play Texas and November shit, is going to be a haul cuz we've got to yeah. play in succession Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, which is kind of an off week this year, and yeah. Oklahoma on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. But other than Texas, we have the two toughest of the four. Texas is going to be a hard pull. It Texas is going to be tough, but we get Oklahoma at home. TCU is not what they've normally been, especially on the defensive no, side of the ball. No. And Oklahoma State is down bad compared they to what they normally are. They just got their ass kicked, are. didn't they? they? They've had their head handled twice That was a bit of, big this upset year. this last week. Uh, Iowa State beating them and putting 45 on them was a big deal because Iowa bad. State is not an offensive powerhouse. But they're good at basketball. <laughs> they have the most... Are the Hawkeyes that they are? Oh, no. The Hawkeyes are good. The Iowa Cy- State Cyclones. Yes. And yeah. their fans are the biggest douchebags for people who have never accomplished anything that I've ever seen They have seen good basketball teams. But, but they've never accomplished anything. And Not they're, really. They're douchebags. Yeah. At least have done something yeah. ever if you're going to be a jerk. They never won anything major anyway. You know, at least Pitt fans can talk about these championships they won back when they had leather helmets and black people weren't allowed to play. That's right. Where was I going with this? In any event. Who knows? I don't fucking know. In any event. <laughs> I was talking about something and it just completely went... Off the rail. Oh yes, of course. Virginia Tech ends up getting destroyed again because that's what they do best. Yeah. And as funny as it was to watch them get all this hype and fall flat on their face on national TV again, it still wasn't as funny as them losing to Old Dominion. Now I add a little postscript to this, and I'll post a link to this on the episode page on the website for the for episode sixteen. I hate Notre Dame, but when someone trolls someone else that I hate so hard that it makes me laugh until tears come out of my eyes. Even if I don't like you, I will give you props for your effort. Whoever runs the Twitter page for Notre Dame football after the game, they prepared this Steve in advance. They posted a little seven or eight second video clip of a Fender guitar amp. That's all you see is the amp. Yeah, for like the Inner Sandman shit or whatever. And the opening bars of Inner Sandman start playing, and the leprechaun walks over and unplugs the amp and drops the little green hat on top of it and walks off, and it says, Exit Sandman. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Bravo. So I'm going to link that, because I can watch that for days, and I hate Notre Dame with a passion, but that is hysterical to troll the Hokies that hard. Yeah. And that is our Virginia Tech update. That was a good one. One, it's always good. I downloaded, I'll tell you this, I like to have an archive of radio broadcasts for college football. I I downloaded and archived the entire radio broadcast from Virginia Tech's network of the Old Dominion game just to hear the pain in their voice <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And the, it's a combination of sadness and I, I really, disbelief, I guess, and shock <laughs> They can't believe what's happening is happening, yeah. but they have to somehow remain professional enough to call the play instead of going, oh, son of a bitch. Stop 
someone, someone, <laughs> I do this shit for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, and I believe me, I would be the first one to call games like that if I was on the WVU oh, network yeah, sure. or Wake Forest or, or one of. The, but they have to do that that way, and I get it. But if ever there was a time to kind of like, in professional wrestling terms, break kayfabe. And just be totally real that losing to old dominion and giving up all those yards to their backup quarterback, that would have been the time to just break loose and say, you know what? Fire me, fire me because this is ridiculous. True freshman backup. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Just fire me. And, and but if you're going to fire me, fire this coaching staff for losing mm-hmm. to old dominion with the nation. We are the laughing stock of college football because we did this. That's bad. And you know what I say to Virginia Tech for doing that? Thank you. Because you you made me happy. You made me so it's like having cheesecake for breakfast every day for a week. It, it just made a gassy me week. So friggin' happy. One last one last note that has happened since we last recorded and that is the decision of HBO which has been in broadcasting boxing for 45 years. Steve, their first fight. They used lot, to do a good job. A lot of people don't know this. The first fight that HBO ever telecasted was the first fight between George Foreman and Joe Frazier for the heavyweight championship in January of 73. That was the first HBO fight. Mm-hmm. And it was Don Dunphy calling the fight. And, and they would do a couple here and there because, you know, pay TV, premium channels were it was an infancy at that oh point. yeah it's kind of like how nfl network's a piece of shit now. i mean remember this is pre-cable yeah you shouldn't have to pay so access to it was crazy yeah well steve there's a reason why you pay extra yeah. and the reason you pay extra is far less fcc control that's true okay so that's I like ridiculous that. it's but you know what? it's a payoff but you know what we don't have fcc but their shows us. fucking suck now hbo is horrible hbo is a joke it's yeah shithole. and i've since canceled hbo by the way it's shithole if you want great original programming showtime showtime yeah i like showtime. best shows yeah. the best show on tv right now is a showtime um original program mm-hmm. billions star's not bad either though is it um, I don't. I've never watched any of their original shows. What was Dexter on? Was that Showtime? Dexter was Showtime. Okay, yeah, they've had some pretty good. Uh... Right now, at the same time, they are currently producing episodes of Billions, Ray Donovan, and Shameless. Three of the best shows on TV, and they're all on the same network, so they're worth keeping. But HBO decided they were getting out, and for me, growing up, when I was you know five, six, seven years old, and really started to notice the sport and get into it, I had top rank bo- boxing on ESPN. I had USA Tuesday Night Fights, which is still my favorite boxing series ever. But if you wanted to watch something big, you knew it was major if you had a fight on HBO. HBO, yeah. And it was Barry Tompkins, Larry Merchant, and Sugar Ray Leonard, who's an asshat, and did not beat Marvin Hagler. He did not beat Marvin Hagler. And then when Tompkins left at the end of 87, he was replaced by who I believe is the best blow-by-blow announcer in the history of the sport, and that's Jim Lampley. Mm -hmm. Lampley's pretty good. And there's been a lot of changes over the years in the broadcast crew, but that's really been the stalwart. And as much as I miss Larry Merchant, and as much as Max Kellerman sucks... Oh, fuck Max Kellerman, man. He's a piece of shit. I hate Max Kellerman. He's a butthole. (laughs) He's an idiot. And he's he's worthless. Um, As much as that is the case... I think that it is a devastating blow. He thinks we have to let, well, listen to his political views and sports. I hate it. I hate that. Fucking ESPN and all that bullshit. I can't stand it. And they've decided 
that an HBO's new president, HBO Sports new president, Peter Nelson, who effectively killed boxing on HBO, basically said that exact thing, that sports for them was about exploring the socio-political Fucking Bryant and cultural and all that stuff and not as much live events. And they can explain it away however they want. That is that is devastating for devoted boxing fans to do that, to not have that HBO presence in the sport. Yeah. Um, some of the greatest moments that I've ever experienced in boxing and in sports in general happened as fights on HBO. Foreman Moore in 1994, the entire Barrera Morales trilogy uh, in the lower weight classes, all three Gotti Ward fights. I mean, you can go on and on oh, and yeah, on. Hundreds really, really of classics. Ones. And then you'd have the pay-per-view fights that a week later would replay on HBO. Mm-hmm. And you think of all the stars who exclusively almost appeared on HBO for either the entirety of their career or part of their career from Delahoya to Hopkins, the second part of Foreman. Yeah, I know fishnets can eat a dick, but the point is he's a fucking little turd. He's even worse now that he's a promoter. He's worse than Don King as a promoter. Uh, He's the Mexican Don King uh, who was born here, but you get all (laughs) Mexicans didn't even like him, but you get it's the truth. And we explored that on the last episode because he wasn't Chavez. But all Nobody's of those, Chavez. all of those great. Kennedy's closer to Chavez than anybody else. Fair point. But all of those great fights, not all of those, enough, no, not in the last fight. All of those great fights, all of those great fighters, and now HBO is suddenly going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I love that Top Rank has signed the new deal with ESPN, and they're going to be so prevalent there. But half of their fights are getting shoved over to the ESPN Plus streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bullshit, though. Fuck that. Eddie Hearn has his new giant service with all of his fights uh, on DAZN or whatever he's calling it, D-A-Z-N. And he's got Michael Buffer signed to an exclusive contract to announce all of his fights as the ring announcer. And then you're going to have Showtime here. And you're going to have some fights on the Fox Networks and some of those offshoots. Mm-hmm. It is, it's devastating to me to see HBO come out of this. And I want to just generally get your thoughts on it. I think it's a travesty, even though we got to deal with Max Kellerman. You still knew if this is if this is a fight, it's probably a big fight because it's on HBO. Those two things became synonymous. It was a big deal and it was such a presence. And I understand one thing that's really killed it is streaming. Streaming has killed this idea. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you look at it and say, you know what? Showtime's doing okay. Yeah, Showtime, Showtime, Showbox Showtime, is still doing good. Showtime lured Floyd Mayweather away from HBO. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. And I think streaming is is cutting into things a lot. It's it's devastating to me to see HBO out of the game because that has been the soundtrack of the biggest moments in boxing. Well, they're me. changing their dynamic. Lampley. They're changing their dynamic is what they're doing. Listening to Lampley call fights. I mean, that has been the, my soundtrack for twenty plus thirty plus years, and that's just devastating to me. Um. Is it a big deal to you? Well, I don't have paid channels, so I don't really give a well, shit. Well, no, you stream it anyway. But, but, you know, I stream it anyway. But that if, HBO presence, the fact that they were doing fights. HBO has changed so something. much for me. Like, I loved it when I was a kid and even growing up. And a lot of their programming, you know, it was more uh, Dream On and Larry, you know, Larry Sanders or whatever. Oh, you know. Larry Sanders is one of the greatest All shows that, to ever be produced. You know, it was brilliant. I guess what Tales from the Crypt and just some different type shit. Well, the title of this of this podcast is a tip of the cap. Yeah, 
to Larry Sanders mm-hmm. because the in, the introduction was always live on tape from Hollywood, the Larry Sanders show. Live so on they tape would from call Hollywood. It, they would call it live, but it wasn't really live. We call this Apex Live because we're doing it live, but, but it's we're, not live. But when you're listening to it, you're not listening to no. it live. <laughs> so it's kind of a tip of the cap because we were both big Larry Sanders fans. But you That's think about that though? I mean, it's all everything they've done has went down. It, I don't. I, I think that they're kind of like the federal government a little bit. They're trying to do things without actually doing anything. So Look they're getting the out of actually real type stuff, and they're going into some politically driven uh-huh. fucking banter bullshit. And it's. I think it's killing them. Look at the look done. at the pattern of this. They are doing what every other major entity has tried to do. ESPN mm-hmm. has done this. Oh, ESPN's horrible. They're okay. the worst ever now. They're, what they have own they done? what uh, Disney now as well. Yes, and, and well, they've been under the Disney cloud for a decade for a decade or two. Oh, they bought Disney or Disney bought them. Disney bought them because Disney's a shithole too. Yeah, Disney bought ABC. But the point is, and ABC owned ESPN. But yeah. but really, the issue here is, and I'm glad you brought that up. The issue is, ESPN was a sports programming channel. Yep. And kind of like MTV decided, was all about music. Yes. Right? And what did they do? They decided 10 years ago, we're going to try to be more culturally relevant. What's more culturally fucking relevant than sports? Sports is what we do to get away from the idiocy in politics yeah. and the bad stuff that's outside of our outside of our front door. Because there's not supposed to be any politics in sports in the natural yes. aspect. So they automatically, it's our escape. Yeah. So they wanted to bring it in. And doing so has been extremely damaging to ESPN. Oh, yeah. Their subscriber numbers are down. Their overall perception. Didn't they have like a socially, transgender in their fucking, uh, one of their, their swimsuit editions or they're supposed to? Uh, I don't know about that, but I do know they gave their big Which Arthur, is whatever. I don't care. I know they gave Bruce Jenner, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner, whatever it is now. Um, it's fucking Bruce Jenner dressed up like a woman because he's still got a dick. Here's what I'll do. No, apparently that's been that's been taken care really? of. Really? Yeah. Apparently you got to so. cut off? That's been said, yes. Oh, cool. But I will say this, and I'm going to agree with Ben Shapiro and the way that he broke this down. I think it's perfect the way Ben said this. Ben said, I have no problem calling Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn Jenner because anybody can change their name. But not in front of people that it matters, will, yeah. He said, I will not call Caitlyn Jenner a man because that is factually not true. Yeah. I yes. will not call Caitlyn Jenner a woman because that's factually, factually, factually not, true. not true. And th- you know what? DNA. Sorry, he's he, the man's absolutely correct. Well, I mean, it, and I believe in freedom of expression and this and that. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And I wouldn't like ostracize somebody, you know. I would, if they asked me to call them certain. If you asked me to start calling you Jill, I would do that. It's whatever. Well, anybody can change their name. I but no for me to for me to like, even if you dress like this or this or that, you know. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know make fun of you or this or that but Caitlyn Jenner is still a man me inside my own mind and my body I'm going to know you're a guy well I mean, Caitlyn Jenner is still a man and, and yeah. feelings don't change that no okay there's no mental I don't I don't I see that's the thing is I don't know what you think I don't know how another man thinks mm-hmm. I don't know how a woman thinks so me to say that I identify as a woman that means that I know how they think and I don't think that's possible to be to, to do that I don't I don't see where that's well, let's look at anything. let's look at the hypocrisy of this part of it, Steve. We have a the same group of people who want to tell me that everything is science. I, I, I love science. I'm a big science fan. Yeah, but I'm the kinda. same group of people who call me an idiot for believing in God because and the first thing they trot out is science, which half of their science that they trot out is cooked. Yeah. 
the same people were doing that and telling me that my faith doesn't matter because it's just feelings. I have science and facts on my side. Then want to tell me that I have to address all of this stuff and, and actually say that Caitlyn Jenner is a woman. But you don't have to do shit. Because the science doesn't matter. Yeah. The feelings do. Yeah. Pick a side. Yeah, pick a side. Good God, people. But it is, and that's what I'm saying is... It's hypocrisy. I don't fucking care what they say. You know, but gave what, well, the, what I was coming back to on was they gave Caitlyn Jenner the Arthur Ashe Courage Award over a recipient. Didn't he have? Didn't he get AIDS from a fucking blood transfusion? What's so? There's no courage about doing what well, a lot of people do. There's well, nothing like that. The way that, that Arthur Ashe impacted lives after his diagnosis and a lot yeah. of the things he did, uh, the courage for that, absolutely. Yeah. But what I have a problem with is there was another candidate in the running for that award the same year as Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. It should have been unanimous for what this person. What was the other person? I didn't, I didn't pay attention. You'll have to look it was up. Was this ESPYs or some shit? It was an, it, the award is presented at the ESPYs. Oh, okay. But it was, it was for the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Yeah. Look up this other candidate that could have been given this award. One of, I think it may have been the year. Do you know their name? Not right off. And, and the details kind of escape me at the moment. It may have been the same year as the girl who was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor. And she played college basketball. And kept playing yeah. basketball yeah. until she just physically couldn't anymore and was raising money in the process. Could have given her the award and gave it to Caitlyn Jenner. I can't remember if it was that one or if it was the war veteran that lost limbs and was doing things in sports, and instead they gave it to Caitlyn Jenner. Whichever example it was... One of them was the year that it was Kaepernick, I think, and one of them was the year it was Caitlyn Jenner. Either way, it was a middle finger to what the entire purpose of that award is supposed to be, even though the ESPYs are stupid and made up. Oh, I, I never, hate award shows. You know how many anyway. times I've watched that? One time when I was like 12. Yeah. I, I think didn't give a pointless. fuck after that. It's one step above the MTV Video Music Awards Which for I me. stopped watching it when I was like 14. Exactly. Maybe. The hypocrisy of MTV claiming to know anything about music at this point is a little oh, stupid garbage. for me. But I say all that to say this. ESPN has destroyed themselves in a lot of ways with numbers and with subscribers and all these other things, with with advertisers, because of their stances and, and their insistence on behaving certain ways in things that they really shouldn't have any involvement in. No. So after watching that, why would HBO do the exact same thing and act like it's a good idea? I understand that their subscription model right now is getting numbers based on Game of Thrones. That's what's getting their numbers. Yeah, that's... Game of Thrones has one more year, Steve. Everybody watches that shit. But it has one more year. So they may think that not a lot of people are subscribing because of the boxing. Well, how they don't have a grip... I don't think, on how many people are subscribing because it has Game of Thrones and boxing. What happens when both of them are gone? What yeah. what are those numbers going to look like? And then... They'll have another show. Then there are people saying, well, there's a prequel show that they're creating about Game of Thrones. It's an unknown commodity, people. This is a big gamble that I hope blows up in their face. I'm glad I don't watch that shit. This is a devastating blow. Um, a certain someone tried to get me into it, and I watched it for her, yeah. and it was uh, fairly interesting, but at yeah. some point, the, the immersion of it was so huge, I just couldn't deal with all of it anymore. My shit's not in line enough to get that involved in a television show. My life is not straight enough. I live a life that is too chaotic so, to devote that much time yeah. to shows that I have to rewatch just yeah. to figure out what's yeah. going on and take notes on it. It's I watch it after I can fucking mass stream or you know just mass watch that stuff like i did with uh, yeah when you can binge watch it what was it breaking bad i watched the whole shit in like a week and a half have you watched burn notice all the way through 
No. You need to watch Burn Notice. Yeah. That's your next mission. Okay. Burn Notice. I'll, I'll let you pick the next one. It's either Burn Notice or White Collar. Okay. And you got to watch I can all watch, of them. and all it's already completed, right? So I can watch yes, it and both binge. Are, yeah, both of them are done. You can binge it. Okay, yeah. good. That's what I have to do. And I want to see if your assessment of Burn Notice in one specific way is the same as Dave's assessment of Burn Notice. And I'll tell you what it is off air. But... Um, I don't even want to know. We'll we'll get to that in a I'll minute. I'll give you an assessment. I don't even it's want to know not, his. It's not um, show-related. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It's kind of an interpersonal thing. Um, but we'll get... We'll, we'll address that once you start watching the show. Okay. Uh, but one final note before we wrap up. And it's a show announcement. We've been doing some big things on the show recently. We recently went from just being on the website and the RSS feed for the podcast apps and everything to being available on iTunes and on Spotify. We've, we've gotten some ratings and some reviews. People are listening to the shows, and it's great. And, and I hope you tell your tell your friends, tell your enemies, if you don't like them and want to waste their time, come <laughs> listen to our show, whatever. If you want to offend people, believe me, this is the place to do it. And we encourage you, keep sending in audio commentaries and emails. This is what we want. And we'll give you your form. If you want to be a guest, we will let you come on here and be a guest. And we do have some cool guests coming up, by the way, in the next few episodes. And some more some more guest hosts coming in and setting in with us and doing some stuff. That'll be great. But I say that for a reason. It's great being on iTunes and Spotify, but we really need to get some other things going, too. We've talked about the portable studio. We've talked about some upgrades we'd like to do and some other things. But I'm poor. And Steve is poor. Yeah, getting it, less poor, but I'm still poor. It, it makes things difficult. Yeah. Well, what we have been hoping for is to get sponsors. And if you sponsor us, I can assure you the money's not going into our pocket. We're going to put it back into the show because we want this show to keep getting better and better and better. This is a creative outlet for us. It's not a career, and we know that. So you know it's going to be well spent. Well, we have a sponsor. And I'm not going to get into who the sponsor is yet and and everything that they're going to do, but we're going to introduce our sponsor to you on the next show. But rest assured, Apex Live is now sponsored, and we have some great things coming up for you as a result. And I really could not be more excited about that because that's something we've been waiting for for a long time, Steve. It's kind of crazy, like really, you know, just any, even at a small scale, it's still something that you don't really expect. Well, know? and if and if listeners want to donate to us, you can do that. It's paypal.me slash Apex Live. There'll be a link for that on the on the website for the show. And one other thing I do want to remind everybody of, if you love to shop at Amazon, before you go and do your shopping at Amazon, go to our website, apexlive.fireside.fm. And up at the top on the menu bar, there's a link that just says Amazon. If you click that link, the page opens up. There will be an Amazon banner right at the top of the page. You may have to disable your pop-up blockers if you're on a web browser on your computer. But go to that page. It'll have a banner. Click that banner, which will take you to Amazon, and then go do your shopping. You don't have to do anything else except click through to Amazon on that banner. Once you do that, everything that you order, our show gets a commission on that. You don't have to do anything else. You don't pay any extra anything. We just get a commission for that. And everything that we get is going to go back into the show, which means microphone upgrades. It means the portable studio. It means maybe some advertising. Who knows what it's going to be, but we're going to keep doing bigger and better things because we've gotten great feedback from this podcast. 
you listen, you enjoy it. All we need is for you to keep feeding back to us and keep giving us these listener commentaries and fun things to do. We want you to get involved in the show and keep doing more and more things. I can't believe we've got listeners in other countries. That just blows that my cool. mind. That is pretty cool. But it's really cool, and, I, and I'm glad that everybody enjoys it so much. But, hey, we're back in the swing of things. We're going to try to start doing one show every week or week and a half, depending on Steve's travel schedule. Where are you next week? I don't know. They haven't given me a indication of anything yet. So. Steve, it's Sunday. They haven't told me anything yet. You don't know where you're going this week? No. I, see, I've actually been reaching out to them to find my schedule, so um, I'm just going to put it on management to tell me where I'm going. I'm not going to ask them this time. They're going to leave if I set home tomorrow. I set home. Well, I'm heading to Indiana this weekend, so I won't be able to do a show on Friday. Okay. When I get back from Indiana, I have surgery. I'll be back. I'll be ready to go on the weekend. I'm, I'm going to be back home pretty much every weekend. Well, I have surgery on that Monday. Monday. And then the recovery for that's going to be real interesting for about a week. Yeah, you're not going to be setting up very well for a while. Well, not just that. I don't think I'll be in any, in any condition to do a show when I'm that drugged yeah, up. I you know what, though? It may be the greatest show ever done. Yeah. I just may have to censor half of it based on what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> it may be bad. So we'll see. So just to summarize, we think HBO is completely off their rocker for doing this, and we think it sucks. You say I need to go take a shot at the cute doctor. After I see her, I don't know how. Cute, I don't. I don't know. If she's I'll cute take or not. care of that as soon as we close. I don't even know. So we'll do that. Um, we enjoyed Navaria's commentary. Oh yeah, I think we covered, and we had a nice Virginia Tech update. That was pretty good. So yeah, we're back into the swing of things. Some things, some things, my friend, never, ever change. Not ever. Never. You know, we just need to offer friendly reminders in this world. We really do. And we're here to help you as much as we can. Now more than ever, especially after the stolen summer, betrayal never comes from your enemies. Watch your six. And be thankful, people, for the people that you have around you that watch it for you. One of them's my co-host. We've got a lot of... Got a lot of other ones, too. I'm thankful for them. I don't know what episode 17 is going to turn into. Hopefully Steve's watching Burn Notice by then. I probably will. But we'll talk to you soon. Until next time, I'm Brad. That's Steve. Steve, thank you, sir. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's good to be back, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I needed <laughs> this. I'm Brad. That's Steve. This has been Apex Live. Good night, America. Wherever you are.